everybody. Welcome to the Curated Podcast. My name is Kendall Becker and I am your host, but I am also a fashion editor and trend forecaster, meaning that I hear a lot of incredible stories throughout my career. Oftentimes, I don't have the perfect fit for these stories, but I knew that they needed to be told. So welcome to the Curated Podcast, a platform dedicated to sharing passion and purpose and curating a life path that is perfect for you, whatever that may look like. Tune in weekly for conversations with global creatives in fashion, luxury, hospitality, wellness, and so much more as we discuss the why in life. And stay tuned for a couple bonus solo episodes as well. Let's dive into this week's episode. Amazing. Yay. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for being here. Thanks I for having us. I've grown to be a fan of the brand. I'm <laughs> so excited to hear the story. I mean, the name is incredibly iconic. <laughs> so kick us off. Boys lie. Tell me how did we get here? Because as we know, boys lie. <laughs> Do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, sure. So um we we've known each other for a long time and we are both from Wayne, Pennsylvania. A lot of people don't know where it is, but it's right okay. outside of Philadelphia. Um and throughout college is when we started becoming really close and it was because our boyfriends at the time were best friends so when I would go visit uh, my boyfriend uh, <laughs> she would be there because our boyfriends lived together so we started becoming oh. super close wait hilarious my best friend and I I mean they're now our exes also yeah but same thing dated a set of best friends oh my god that drove us to become so close <laughs> I love yes. that yep. that's hilarious so kind of like from throughout college when we became closer and closer and dumped those two boys um we kept using boys lie kind of as like essentially a mantra that was, like, uplifting. Um, something would happen, and we'd be like, oh, fuck, boys lie. Like, and it, sometimes it wouldn't even have to do with, like, heartbreak with boys. Like, it would be like, fuck, I just got fired from this job that I love, and, like, I hate my boss. Boys lie. I don't know. It was... Yeah. We loved it. We loved the... We just said it all the time. Like, we literally wanted to, like, spray paint it on the walls of, like, New York. That's where <laughs> we were running around at the time. Um, um, I lived in New York, and I was working at Yelp, and she was working at home. Once we graduated. So yeah. once we graduate, okay. she's at Yelp. She's in New York City. I'm living at home, um, working for a private label manufacturer for cosmetics. Mm-hmm. I do an acquisition on a company um, that the company I was working for ended up purchasing. So they were like, you're going to move to San Diego learn the ins and outs of making makeup from scratch. Wow. So I take my trip up to New York and I would do that every weekend to see Leah and stay with Leah. And Fun time. it was St. Patrick's Day and we end up wasted in a fire station in New York City on St. Patrick's oh Day. As St. Patrick's Day in New York, guys. Basically. <laughs> like anything can happen. No. Anything can happen. Literally, basically screaming boys lie off rooftops. Yeah. Like, Going down the fire station pole, being like, boys, lie. And like, we eventually got to this drunk moment where we were like, why don't we do something with this? And um, the next day, I woke up incredibly hungover and I start kind of doing some research. And I'm like, oh my God, boys, lie isn't even trademarked. We should do something like really with this. And Anyways, I move out to San Diego. Um, I'm working in cosmetics. I'm trademark. We trademark boys, lie together. And Basically, we're like, let's start a cosmetic brand, but let's base it off of the Pat McGrath structure. So originally when Pat McGrath um, launched her product, she also launched like these bomber jackets and they would sell out. And the reason why is um, I'm wearing red nail polish, for instance. You can go to CVS and buy red nail polish. You don't really need to know what brand you're wearing with a cosmetic. Right. You can find something similar enough. Um, And so we had these merch pieces to really get the name out there. And 
the merch kind of just wow. it's it was like way more popular than the makeup and when we first started talking about how we wanted to do, even do something with the name Boys Lie, we were like, well, this is perfect because we can make the makeup in-house. So we had all these ideas of like what it was going to be. We thought we were going to be Kylie Cosmetics. And even though we knew our product was really great, we, we were, were e-com only. So like think about it. If you've never heard of a brand before, you're not going to go online and be like, here's the reason I want to buy this makeup company that I've never heard of and I have no idea anything about. Like, right. And we're two we're girls so from so like – We were delusional yeah. to think that people would – want to buy it because but we knew how good the product was we just couldn't like prove that well we were also two girls from like radnor or wayne pennsylvania moving to la with the naive like intention and thought process being like oh my god we're gonna have the biggest influence on the la area and that was just so <laughs> not true so naive and the so dreaminess of yeah. la and like that mindset that it gets into you it's oh, both like very positive and like live your delusional life like follow your dreams but also the cons of being like Okay. Yeah, it was like, a little like, bit of toxic awakening. Yeah. But I also think that hopefulness and that big dream mindset, even when we failed, we never stopped having that mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, so basically, uh in starting, well, yeah. yeah, in starting we we had some funding from friends and family and the makeup was just failing. And we had maybe like two months left of funding. Um, and in the height of her breakup with Tyler Cameron, Gigi Hadid walked downstairs from her apartment building head to toe in all a boys lie and it, the press just went crazy over it so at that point we were like we have two months left to live but like it seems like to live. boys lie to, to live off <laughs> boys lie right. i mean but it does our feel business, like that yeah. we did we were like at we're the, dying no, our business at is dying, the time like, it felt like yeah, it literally felt death. like that so like yeah, yeah death to our death dreams so we were like it's not that boys lie won't work in at all it's just it won't work in cosmetics and it will work in clothing so we pivoted and mm. the brand kind of just exploded from there. Um, we were at like a $250,000 revenue a year um, that year. And the next year we were at a 5 million uh, oh, rev between yeah, the two of us. So. But I also want to say that like sure. we really yeah. like, was, had, we had no idea what we were doing. Like, we still don't. We, we still don't. <laughs> and we learned like obviously every single day, but we are figuring out how to run this business, how to pivot from from makeup to clothing. And we just somehow, I don't know how, but it worked. And we figured it out together, and I think we always talk about this. Like, working and starting a company with your best friend is not for everybody, and we I would, would never, never recommend, recommend it. it. Oh. No, but, like, not, our not relationship in our situation, is like, very unique. Yeah. yeah. If we didn't have each other, I think, during that time, like, if, if either of us was doing that alone, I don't think we would have ever been where we were today because we are so lucky to have each other to lean on and support each other through the hard times to the point where it was mm -hmm. we had nothing ahead of us and we were just laughing about everything. We had nothing that we to had lose at one point in time. We're so like, like, what else can yeah. we do? So we kind of surrendered to that. We kind yeah. of surrendered to the fact that our friends were making fun of us. We surrendered to the fact that our brand was failing. We surrendered to all of that and we were like, no matter what we do, we're, we're going to make this work. And it's so weird too because when you work with someone you're so close with mm – -hmm. You get so afraid to tell them how you're feeling and how to – like what you need to rely on them. And you think in your mind like, oh, I can expect them to just know that I need this. Mm -hmm. I need right. this support here, here, and here. And that's just not true. That's just a false expectation. I think reality has like made us positioned in or like mm -hmm. systematically positioned us in. And we're so lucky. I feel like that we did have each other to lean yeah. on. And finally we had I think a breaking point in the business blowing up where we were like if we can't like – figure this out and rely on each other on a best friend level on a sister level and yeah. a business level mm -hmm. then we're not gonna this brand just won't succeed and finally like after that breaking point of conversation too the brand continued to take off yeah it, and then like 
yeah, again, now we have a huge team around us. I mean, by huge team, I mean like 10 or 12 oh, employees. Oh, my yeah. God, that is huge. And I feel like it's so interesting to you. And you know, kind of when you reach that breaking point or when they call it like a tower moment. Yeah. And then it really like clears the space for things yeah. to come in. But I love what you're saying too about like working together on it. And I'm interested to hear more about your perspective. Like, do you guys have a lot of complementary energy that goes on? Like, how do you divide and conquer it? I think, I think we, we divided do. up we our like, expectations from, like, the beginning. Yeah. And okay. also, like, where I'm weak, I think, in, like, character quality or characteristics and, like, certain qualities, she has those strengths and vice versa. And we've been able to kind of, like, seesaw that. Yeah. So, like, where I've been like, hey, I'm struggling here. She's like, I can pick up, but, like, oh, my God, I'm struggling here. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. I, and I think that that's where we get really lucky. Like, I think even I was thinking about this the other day, too. Like, mm -hmm. some days when you're going into work and now we're recording a podcast as well, if you're in the weeds of, you know, sales orders and making things, making sure things are shipping in time, it's really hard to all of a sudden then go record a podcast and be all, like – you know, oh my God, sometimes we have to take, totally imagine, so sometimes, right? yeah. even she, the other day was like, let's go, like, come on, we can do this. Like, let's be happy. Let's be silly. And she got me back into that mindset of like, I don't know. Granted, lose. it also took a tequila shot later, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, do what you have to do out there. Why yeah. not? I was like, but we're good at like push and pull. And I think that when it comes to different qualities, I think we're very similar in so many ways, but I think we're both able to, like you said, if, if I'm down, she's, she's able to help pick me up because of something that's going to like get my mind off of it. So like it's, mm -hmm. we're, we read each other very well. I can tell by the way that she walks in the door, if she's angry, grumpy, <laughs> sad, Depends frustrated, on how, how happy, happy like, <laughs> I mean, mood. no, but I yeah, can, yeah. I can just like simply tell like the energy that comes through the door. It's like an intuitive it's sense weird. and it's so strange and like I a, think like a like, bond like a bond like I can walk into the house and you're not bond. even downstairs <laughs> yet and I can tell she's in a good mood I'm like I think she's happy today she's like upstairs <laughs> I have no idea but I do feel like we have like a psychic weird thing that's amazing that you guys have that because I do feel like communication I mean in all relationships is so important it is and working with somebody that you actually care about so much like there's that extra pressure of I want to perform really well for you or like I want to make sure that you're happy. So like I want to put in time and effort and make make yeah, this happen. Totally. Yeah. It's a really we have hard. a marriage. Yeah. It, I mean, it, literally, like I do feel like you guys have a marriage. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how people do it on their own. So we've talked to so many different entrepreneurs, um, especially mm -hmm. like in 2020 or 2021, we got the Forbes 30 list and they really try and get like the listers mm -hmm. together and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And we were very new to the experience. Um but we met all these different people in different outlets of entrepreneurship. And we were so shocked because so many of them did it by themselves, obviously. And I'm like, I don't know how you did that because my mental capacity would just shoot through the roof. I'm already a crazy person, I feel like. But having somebody to lean on has been such a pillar to what the foundation of Boys Light is. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I couldn't imagine doing it alone. So while we yeah. say don't work with your best friend – like, I definitely think having someone to lean on, even whether it be, like, a tech startup or anything like that, maybe a therapist even. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. As long as someone that you're able to be vulnerable with and open up about those experiences and, right, ask someone for help, someone who's an expert in something else. It's so hard asking for help sometimes. It is. It is. But it does make everything – like a bit more rewarding in the end. Because, so much more rewarding. I mean, how fun is it to be creative and you're sitting in your own room and like not communicating with anybody? Like that's, not, yeah. it's not the same. Yeah. No, you need to it's share not. It, like sharing an experience with somebody makes it all the better. I also yes. think sharing a failure with someone mm -hmm. is a really big deal. And I think in any startup business, 
it's like school. They prep you. They give you a test. You have time to study. You can memorize it. And like life just like hands you the test and you learn a lesson from that. And I feel like it's they're two opposite things. Um, and learning how to fail in a startup business and continue to push forward with, again, that dream or that endless dream, that's like the biggest piece to succeeding is learning how to fail. I totally agree. I've always been very entrepreneurial myself. And you kind of have to be okay with like, this might fail or whether it's, you know, the makeup's going to fail, but the clothing is going to take off. Like, okay, fine. We might not get the response we want from this person we want to like gift out to or anything like that. They might not want our clothes or they might not be interested and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And it's totally okay. Right. Like you kind of have to remove your personal self Mm -hmm. from it and be like, Hey, this is a business or this is a creative idea. It's not going to make or break me. And also having that inner confidence too, of being like, I can problem solve and I'm going to have another great idea. If this one fails, like I That's am what it is. I'm going to have another okay. idea and it's, it's going to be, be our, it's going to be all right. It's yes. really hard to get past that mindset though if you're stuck in a place where you you have to believe in yourself 100%, but again, this is where it goes back to the same thing like when you have that with somebody else, it's so much easier. Not easier, it's easier to be humbled. Yeah. Like I yeah. think it's easier to bring yourself back down to earth when you have someone to be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed or I feel so much shame around this or just a failure in general. Like I didn't succeed in this area. I'm so embarrassed, but there's really nothing at the end of the day to be embarrassed about. And you don't owe anybody anything. No, it's your damn life. You're the main character. Like absolutely live it This is your lesson. This is your life lesson and take that and like learn how to continue to drive from that. Like take that energy of like anger, frustration, frustration, resentment, anything that's like negative and be like, how can I take all of this energy and transform it into a different outlet? Absolutely. I totally agree. And when you start thinking like that, it's like life gets more fun versus the challenges being so intimidating. You actually have more fun with it. I completely agree. Okay. I want to back us up a little bit. So boys lie. I like how you're thinking about it as like a life mantra in a sense. (laughs) It feels kind of like it is what it is. Like, okay, we're throwing this out there. Like, you know, fine, like pick up, do your thing. But I want to dive in a little bit more to like, how are you applying this to your life? How did it become to, you know, being the brand name and just carrying you through everything that you're doing? Well, I think this is where we talked about this the other day too, but Mm -hmm. it's become for me, like my identity and I'm struggling to pull myself away from like, now who is Leah without boys lie? Just because it becomes, it became our full blown life. Like I wake up thinking about it. I go to bed thinking about it. I'm thinking about when I get home and I'm eating dinner with my boyfriend. Like we're texting about it 24 seven. It's just like, it's hard to separate the two. So it really has become a full lifestyle. And I feel like that's, what's also turn the brand into what it is today because it's the same for you. Well, and I think pre-COVID, right, when we blew up, um, we were just two regular average girls and like your average Joe and we were, and we still are, but we were like emailing people with orders being like, hey, we we also work another job. Um, We still have this side job and you might not get your items for like a month or two. Is that okay? Do you still want it? And they would be like, yes. And we, in that honest response with our customers or our audience base, we built this like very intimate connection with them. And we built this essential like community who's learning how to heal, who have shared their own boys' lives stories and their own relationship mm-hmm. stories. And mm-hmm. I feel like with boys' lives specifically, we're not selling sweatshirts and hoodies. We're selling an emotion that you live through every day where we're, we've grown a community yeah. of people who are learning how to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a really huge 
impactful piece to the brand's success is this isn't a service. This isn't a product. This isn't a motion you're wearing. You're wearing your heart on your sleeve. Mm-hmm. You are. It goes back to that whole idea of vulnerability. Like, mm-hmm. it is so important. But then taking that vulnerable moment and embracing it in strength and being like, okay, like, fuck it, boys lie. Like, fuck it. Yeah, I, I went well through being, some heartbreak. Well Everybody goes through that. And looking cool. Like, that's all we ever wanted. I mean, we love the oversized right. baggy fits. That's what we used to steal our boyfriend's clothes. And, and that's how we became oversized and shop in the men's oh, section. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, like, even when I'd go shopping, like, in high school and whatnot, like, I, when I, let's say I went to Urban Outfitters, I'd go straight to the men's section. Mm-hmm. I loved, like, their, I wanted a bigger fit. Like, I wanted a t-shirt that was kind of, you know, not up, not a crop top. And mm-hmm. I think for us, like, being confident in what you're wearing is huge. And I would rather be dancing in what I'm wearing yeah. right now than dancing <laughs> in, in like in a dress and yeah. like high three inch heels. Oh, for sure. I can't yes. even wear heels anymore. Yeah, me either. Now, that is honestly something I love about LA fashion too, is I feel like that is so embraced here. Yeah. And you just see like the coolest, like hottest girls and they're like look so relaxed and at ease with themselves, like in these oversized pieces versus in New York, you're a little bit more like buttoned up. I have on but New York, trousers. Well, if you're comfortable, you feel so cool though. Yeah. It's cool. It's very I miss cool. I, so East Coast fashion much. is like chef's kiss. I, I love it. I think no one's afraid to like take risks. I think here mm-hmm. it's like very, everyone kind of does the same Everyone's thing. In, no, yeah. Everyone does a lot of the same thing. There's a lot of pattern driving trends. Yeah. And I feel like yeah. those trends really stick here because I feel like in LA, yes. everybody wants to be somebody. And so they look uh-huh. up and they like use this iconic human being and they're like, oh, I'm going to be that mm-hmm. person. Right. And I feel like in New York or on the East Coast maybe, and maybe this is just me being judgy because I am from the East Coast, but like people really absorb their own main character yes. and they're very to themselves. They're very reserved. Mm-hmm. They're very like, this is who I am. This is what I identify with. This is me as an individual. And they I, start the trend. Yeah, and I feel and, like, and LA copies the trend. Yeah. <laughs> that was so true. I hate to say that. I'm sorry for anybody <laughs> in LA listening to this, even my LA friends. I like, know. I I hate to say it, but I, I feel like just from my own personal experience, that's what it's been like. It, it's interesting. It definitely is a very different ethos. And there is more of this like, reserved like underground well because there's not dreamers of. like you don't go to New York as a dreamer in the way that you go to LA as a dreamer you well I think you do different reasons yes yeah I say this all the time so like whenever I feel like I talk about ideas in LA versus New York LA it's very like oh my god I'm pursuing this and I'm mm-hmm. doing that and like that's and you're gonna meet people who are gonna be like I'm gonna help you. you I know this person I know that yes. person I know this person I know and that in person. New York it's very like what's your business plan? Okay, like, right. cool idea. So, like, who have you talked to? Like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you're like, uh, But it's okay. very real in that way. <laughs> yeah. And it I is. feel like Just you're not going to, you. yeah, you're yeah. not going to, like, when I meet a lot of East Coasters, they're not going to recommend someone to work for us without actually having that stand as as a, their title, as what their view is and their perspective. Mm-hmm. When in LA, everyone's like, oh, I'm best friends with Beyonce. And like, it's no. like, no, you've, you saw her at Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> you saw her at dinner the other night and you're not <laughs> right. even acquaintances. You couldn't even say hello. Like what? Like it's crazy. She just didn't follow you back on Instagram. It's fine. Yeah, no, I think LA, it's weird though because everyone, I feel like in a LA's lot of like, people fake in LA, it till you make it, yeah, but you gotta to actually make it. Make it. You're it's a jack you. of all trades, but a master of none. And then you say you have all these jobs and you're doing all these things, but then you're not even working during the yeah. day. Oh. So I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yes, on another podcast episode, I was talking with this amazing jewelry designer. She's based in Bali. So we got really into like spirituality, but also with business. And we were like, okay, you have to manifest, but you have to do your work while oh. you're waiting for that to come in. You can't just sit yeah. there. Manifest and take the actions to make it happen. It yeah, just, it doesn't. It's not just about belief. Like you really got to no, do that 100%. shit. I really do 
believe that I manifested Ariana wearing Oh, yeah, she did. She 100% did. Okay, tell me more. So I grew up watching reality TV with my mom. So I've been watching Vanderpump for 10 years. And we watched The Housewives together and everything. I love it. And I think the reason why I love reality TV so much is because it gets me out of my own head. And I'm like, my life isn't so bad at the end of the day, you know? It's a relaxing one where some other shows aren't that. I'm really like... I'm detached, sinking into the couch. Like, yeah, no, but it's weird. Like they'll have, they'll be having a screaming fight, and I'm just falling asleep. Like it makes me fall asleep. It's like my <laughs> lullaby. I love it. And so I remember watching The Hills, which is not as much, you know, reality, more scripted, but everything's scripted, yeah. anyways. And I was dreaming about living in California one day, and. It was funny because when we started coming up with Boys Lie, I was in New York and she was moving to California and she always wanted to be in New York. So we were kind of flip-flopping what we really wanted. And so when I always thought to myself too, like, I'm going to be on reality TV. I'm going to move to California and that's going to be what I'm going to do. And instead, like, we were able to create a brand together and again, a community of people learning how to heal. And now we're actually allowing and the people who I was watching growing up are wearing that brand. So it's a really weird... Mm -hmm. I manifested it, but it happened in a different way. I think entrepreneurs in their, like, manifestations for especially people who have been successful, you start to realize, like, when things start to really happen for you or where you're like, what was I doing? Um, Right before the People's Choice Awards, I was sitting down having wine um, with a couple of my friends, even our mutual friend Emily, and I was like... You know, I'd love to do, like, just experience one red carpet once. Two weeks later, we're invited to the People's Choice Awards. We're walking the red carpet, and we're having the time of our lives. And when you start to say stuff that you want and you hope for and you dream, and you say it out loud, and you're, Mm -hmm. like, fully pushing for that moment, you're fully taking beyond manifestation the action to make it happen, it really can happen. And then you also have to be careful about what you put in the air. Yeah. Because w- when your wishes start coming true, you can't be like, oh, shit, I'm not going to make my flight because that yeah. flight will get canceled. I'm not- <laughs> oh, 100%. So funny. I, honestly, this leads me to my breakup story. Oh, my I God. I used to joke all the time with one of my best girlfriends. We were dating these two best friends. And I was always like, oh, you know, like, I feel like he's not really ready for anything. Like, you know, fine, fine. I was like, I feel like we're going to break up and then I'm going to like just go and travel the world and like this and that. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> freaked out. And I was like, um, I'm going to go to Central America, Bali, LA, this and that. <laughs> like, and now I can out. travel for work and have been to more countries in the last year than in my entire life. And with the best experiences, probably. Experiences. Yeah, you got to be careful what you put in there. You really do. But honestly, but what happened, I'm sure, was Was the best best thing thing that could ever happen to you. No, it was absolutely incredible. Okay, so going into that, we've all been through breakups. Tell me what is like your best tip for people? Whether you're building this community all built around healing, what from your guys' experience? After going through a breakup? Yeah. I feel like there's no right or wrong answer here. It's really specific to the person, but for me, getting back out there and like hanging out with friends and also just like not sulking in bed. Give yourself the time to sulk, of course. Like be like, I'm going to take two days of my day to sit in my bed, put on my TV, cry hysterically and give yourself that time to get it out of your system. My first breakup, I stayed in bed for like a month. Yeah. With my high school boyfriend. And it was just not the way. But I don't know. I think you have to like figure out what makes you happy. Like who are you – like what what makes you genuinely happy? Is that going out and like even just getting coffee and going on a walk? But just getting out of your own head space for a little bit and not sitting there and like spiraling. Getting out of your own way is really important. Yeah, and not hurting your own feelings. Like don't sit there and think that you could have done something. Like it's not your fault. 
Uh, yeah, the woulda, shoulda, coulda is like the worst thing of all time. Yeah. I think yes. dwelling on that is just what happened happened and that's okay and it's going to be okay and you're going to be okay. No one's dying here. Right. No one's dying here. <laughs> but it yeah. feels like fine. an end all be all moment. I think for me, it's more so it's my best advice would be based on experience of like what you're going through and realizing too, regardless of, I mean, Lee and I are doing this boys lie podcast. We're hearing people's boys lie stories all day. I thought I had really bad relationships and I've been a serial dater. These people who are sharing their stories, I'm like, holy shit. I cannot imagine the experiences of walking in your shoes and going through this and then showing up for work the next day and like trying to be okay. And and I, I think everything is based off of experience. I think you allow yourself the time even though it's not a death, to grieve. Mm-hmm. And grieving that loss, it's that doesn't happen overnight. Like, regardless of you giving yourself two days, three days, a month, it's still going to rebound back in your future and it's still going to catch up with you. But it's more so, like, what do I exercise and do to, like, tell myself, like, I need to get out of this mindset or the narrative I'm creating in my own mind, it's not even a real narrative. And yeah. what what can I exercise in that way to, like, be like, I need to go for a walk to get my mind out of that cloud. Yes, absolutely right. You do have to get out of your own way with it and lean in. And whether it's community, you're telling a story, being vulnerable, all yeah. that kind of stuff. And like sparking happiness, whether yeah. it's building a brand with your best friend, <laughs> going to travel, like all of these very, very good things. Living on like a little bit of a risky edge. Yeah. Like being like, I, yeah. being uncomfortable is so important in life. And if you're not uncomfortable, then you won't grow. And I think there's a reason why you're put in uncomfortable positions. I mean, I, agree. I hope not to like a level of obviously like extremities of- But change. Really change. Yeah. Stay safe really out there. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's really, that's I think true. being uncomfortable is like one of the most important things. And that's coming from somebody who's like a home hermit. Like I love being at home. <laughs> yeah. I hate leaving the house and like- I feel like for me, that's a bigger thing that I exercise doing is just getting out of the house. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I think, okay, this kind of leads me to my next question. So this idea of curating, you know, taking your experiences all together and you're curating this life that feels really beautiful or really important to you, whether it's like the media you're consuming, it's an experience that led you to, you know, develop this mindset that you're in now. What is something that like maybe it's a practice that you always journal. What are some things that help you curate your mindset and like lead you on the path that is making you feel like really good and really fulfilled? Hmm. Do you want to- it's a, it's a deep question. Yeah, no, I'm trying yeah, to think. You can think about it. I do have a couple of different <laughs> things. Um, for me, like I know you, so it's really funny cause you love being at home and like on the weekends, if I'm sitting at home on my couch or whatever, I start to kind of spiral and I give myself anxiety. So for me, I I really need like to get out and I even like taking my dog on a walk. I started also doing these weird little doodles where I'll literally draw squiggly lines and like color in the lines. I also have ADHD. So like maybe that's something that helps me focus on one task at a time. Whatever works. Whatever calms you. And I actually found one of my old journals from um, when I got COVID on my birthday. And I started reading it and I was reading about like how dark of a place I was in at the time the other night. And I was like, I started to cry in my bed like reading because I was like, holy shit, like I feel bad for that girl, but I'm so happy that I'm not in that place anymore. And so I need to start journaling more, 100%. I think for me, it's um, actually this happened the other weekend. I do all of our design work for Boys Lie. So 
for me, I kind of already have like a work outlet where I'm taking all these emotions or things that I'm feeling or I can pick up different energies from the people that we're working with and be like, I can put this into my design work. But, you know, there's sometimes like a wall I'll hit creatively where I'm like, I'm so tired of designing for boys' life <laughs> because I'm just like, it's always about a boy's life and these relationships and how do I separate boys' life from Tori um, yeah, independently. Better. And, you know, Leah came over the other weekend with like paintbrushes and paints and whatever. And she's like, let's just do this fun at-home activity for a couple hours, just the two of us, like just get back into painting. And I used to love to paint. And it's been years since I was able to do that. And the fact that like I picked up a brush and whatever, I was like, oh my God. I was like, <laughs> holy shit, I needed this. And You're it's so it's good such, at it. It's such a small thing to be like, I can't believe I found so much relief in this mm-hmm. outside of just being like, okay, I got to tell I got to get a therapist. I got to talk to someone, tell them all my feels, give them like all that information. Like instead of practicing that way, like having a hobby that's a side hobby Mm -hmm. to get you through that, whether even for me, like hot yoga, like that's the thing where it's like I can sweat out all my frustrations, get all my sins out in there and like get back to work and shower and start fresh. I, I think, yeah, just a hobby, taking up one pillar hobby that you can kind of box out the entire world. Mm Yes, I totally agree with that. Like allowing yourself just to be creative, whether it's, you know, painting, but also something like, you know, hot yoga that doesn't necessarily need to be creative, but just letting yourself have fun yeah. and enjoy things. I think presence. Pressure. I think that's what it is. I think yeah. when I mean like box everything out, I mean more so like what can you do on a hobby level that can make you feel genuinely present where you can be like, oh my God, I'm so grateful I have this. I'm so grateful for today. It gives you like a sense of like reevaluation of just where you're standing. I have a beautiful yeah. home. I love the relationship that I'm in. It couldn't have been be like a healthier relationship, especially compared to my previous We ones. love that. <laughs> I have two amazing dogs. One of them I could kill constantly. And like, I'm so happy with where I'm at. I'm able to paint at my like table. I live in LA. Like these are all the dreams that I've wanted to follow through. So yeah. Where am I really unhappy? What's really going on? And kind of giving yourself that moment of like grace and gratitude and I don't know, peace of mind yeah. in a hobby. I think that's the best in healing. Oh, I love that. I think it's great. It gives, it's a reality checking yourself in a very humble and like safe and positive way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. We try our best. We yeah. try our best. <laughs> I mean, we're still yeah. bouncing, I think, like between personal work and like trying to kind of also, I don't know. Not put back, like, life into the Boys Eye brand because I feel like Lee and I have always given our all with the brand. But I especially feel like with this next year upcoming with what we have planned, we've been able to now, like, really organize ourselves and really structure out our lives and, like, kind of take our own reign in that. And I feel like we really haven't had the opportunity to do that in this startup. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel like finally we're getting this fresh air with the brand and being the face and being just more in tune with what we want for it. Totally. That's such an exciting chapter. Okay, so diving into that, your head, what are some things that we can be expecting between design drops? And then congrats on your podcast. (laughs) Thank Thank you. you. It actually releases next week. So Um, exciting. Tuesday. Um, so yeah, we dropped with our new June drop today and I think it's doing really well. It was my favorite. Oops. It was my favorite collection. I think we have a jewelry drop that's coming in August. So we're starting to do jewelry in that outlet. We, we're starting to do more home Home goods. Um, and then, yeah, the podcast is, I think the big step. Mm -hmm. I feel like when you have so many ideas, it's really important that you kind of lay out like which ones you can also, I guess, fulfill. And yes. 
sometimes <laughs> I feel like when you're too creative, you got so many that you're like overwhelmed and you're like, how do I tackle this? And you just tackle little bits and pieces and then you don't end up getting the full picture of complete, completion or oh, the yeah. end goal. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. So I feel like for us, these goals, even though they seem minor, creating a jewelry collection mm-hmm. that's consistent to a merchandising plan is actually really hard. Yeah. Um, learning how to podcast is a whole Very different hard. type oh, of... Oh, it's a whole thing. You, it's a whole... Like a portion of it is scripted, yes. Like mm-hmm. in the beginning when you're giving your intros and all all of that, but redefining your own voice and how you want people to receive it is a whole different type of knowledge mm-hmm. and education and narrative to your own story that you have to adapt to and putting yourself out there for like anyone in the world to listen to is also (laughs) really scary at the same time so like you like you were saying like owning your voice and just making sure like sometimes making sure you're saying things properly which I don't like I the way I speak sometimes because my brain works so quickly I think what I'm thinking about in my brain (laughs) is not coming out in the way that I want to say it but podcasting I think has also really helped us to learn how to articulate our story properly um yeah we bounce off each other all the time and we think people understand what we're saying but they don't (laughs) sometimes we're hard to follow along no it totally gets hard the brand I feel like I'm really excited about though yeah in regards to just the next class that we are releasing. We're hiring. Yeah, we're hiring a Ooh, two, new, okay, okay. two new positions, which I'm really excited about. And yeah, I really feel like for the what's coming for the end of this year, going into next year, the brand is just, I mean, it's, I'm really excited. Me too. I haven't felt this way in a really good amount of time. Yeah. And I'm excited that it's going to show um, basically also to the Boys Lie audience how much really we do care and how much yeah. we really are involved. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I'm excited too. I think it's so amazing that you do have this emotion that goes into everything that you're doing. And to be excited, I love that you're like reigniting the flame of it all. (laughs) Um, Amazing. Well, fabulous, guys. I'm sure, you know, there's lots of exciting things to come and you guys need to check out their podcast. I will link everything below, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you for your time. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you guys. support on the curated podcast i hope you enjoyed the episode be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to stay up to date on the latest and in the meantime give me a follow on tiktok and instagram for all the happenings in between i'll see you back here